Welcome back, everybody, to Jeff versus the World presents My Journey, episode number two. I know it's been a minute. Uh, we were just dealing with our weight, you know, initially when I started this, but so much has happened since then. If you follow me on Twitter, you kind of got an idea of what's going on. And if, you know, you're friends with me, you, you know, talk to me on the regular, then you absolutely know what's been going on. But I think I wanted to get behind the microphone and talk about everything, try to be open and honest with everything, um, because hopefully it can help somebody out. Um, So if you got time, some things you may have heard before, but I really want to go through the whole story of what really happened and what's really going on right now, the process of everything, Uh, my mental state as all this was going on was just, you know, crazy, but I got through it. You know, with uh, family and friends, you know, I really got through this. And God, you know, I, I got through it. It was the only way I could because whew, it got rough there for a minute. But let's go ahead and start. Y'all know. May 2022, I had a stroke. Um, it's still, you know, be hard, hard for me to accept. I know it happened, but it's still hard to accept that that really happened. And that was a thing. Uh, I think everything that I'm about to tell y'all about, you know, it's still hard for me to accept. But that's the one thing that really, you know, sticks with me a lot because when your body just kind of like shut down and you don't know what's going on, it's a scary feeling because you don't have no control of anything. And just like, all right, this, you know, this is it. Uh, and it pretty much was me. You know, I'm the reason that I had a stroke because I wasn't taking good care of myself. Um you know, in life, and I think when I was in my 20s and 30s, I didn't, you know, I really wasn't a doctor person. I was that person like, oh, I don't trust doctors. You know, <laughs> I didn't want to go to a doctor. But I went to the doctor if I really, really need to, you know, if it was like an emergency, I go to the emergency room. Uh, stuff like that, I would go. You know, that's the only time I would see a doctor. They always say, do you have a, you know, a personal doctor? No, I didn't. Um, but y'all know I had to lose weight. I was just too big and I was just eating too much and doing too much. Um, you know, all the fast food shit and just, it wasn't healthy. I wasn't living a healthy lifestyle. So we have the stroke and maybe like two or three weeks later, you know, as I'm going to more doctors and they checking up on me after the stroke is like, do you have any issues? And I'm like, well, yeah, you know, my left arm, and my left leg still feel weak. And while I'm still not a hundred percent, 
I'm a lot better than I was before. I'll say I'm probably like around 95-ish. I don't know if I ever get back to 100% as far as my right arm. I mean, excuse me, my left arm and my left leg. But I'm better than I was. You know, I don't have those things that you see with some people who have a stroke where, you know, their body, their muscles, you just can't move. I still walk normal, still can lift weights. Um, so I'm blessed. Uh, but that was clearly, uh, I'll say, like, God tapped me on the shoulders basically saying, hey, get yourself together, buddy. Stop playing. Like, you got to get your shit right. So we can, you know, fast forward through all that. You know, <clears throat> I'm just living a better lifestyle. At, at 213, that's a hell of a lot better than being at 336. And I feel good about myself. It's a lot of things that I wouldn't do at 336 that I do now. Like, at 336, I was ducking from the camera. Oh, let's take a picture. Nah, you good. You know, <laughs> I would just stay away from pictures. And the only time I would really look in the mirror is when I got up that morning brush my teeth, wash my face, you know, make sure my face is straight. But other than that, I was, I didn't like what I saw. Now, could I admit that back then? No, because, you know, I would just put on this confidence, like I'm good, you know, whatever, because that's just the way I, you know, dealt with it. I think it was a lot of things about my weight that I didn't deal with. I didn't want to be around a lot of people a lot of times. I didn't want to go outside because I'm like, damn, I got to walk A, B, C, and D. And being in New York City is like, no, you need to go out and experience this. You need to go out there and enjoy what's going on outside. Now, you know, I'll walk wherever. It don't matter to me. But it was just back then, it was just like, I didn't want to do number, you know, I'll go to work. And that week before the stroke, I should have known something was wrong because I was coming home, get home around 5. Sometimes before 6 o'clock, I was in the bed. 6 p.m. I was in the bed, and I mean, I was sleeping all the way till it was time to go to work the next morning. And, you know, the signs were there. And then one thing I got to tell you, if you have any signs uh, of, you know, your body, you're not feeling well, don't ignore it. Do not ignore it. Go see a doctor. Make sure you get your, yourself a doctor, you know, somebody that you can, a primary doctor that you can go to when you have issues because... I mean, it's just best for you. You want to be around as long as you can for yourself and for your loved ones. Um, so we're moving good, you know, as the process. We had it in May, and I'm just dropping weight. That initial weight drop was just fast because my first thing was, all right, we're going to knock out sugar, and we're going to knock out carbs. And I did. Cold turkey because basically – you know, once I got was my, you know, got a bit, you know, I got myself together in the hospital, and that uh, initial, I think it was the day before, either that night, the doctor came and he was telling me all my reports and what they found, and he was just like, basically, Jeff, you not, you not, you got to stop, bro, you gonna die. He didn't say it in those words, but you know, he was telling me hey, you gotta get your health together, you know, gotta make better choices, A, B, C, and D, you know, what doctors tell you, and. I don't know why I felt like I had to do everything cold turkey, but that's just what I did. Initially, the exercises was just me in the house, finding some YouTube video of workouts and just do them in the house. That was my initial, you know, just starting off and just cutting off sugar and carbs. So that was probably like for two or three months, maybe. 
then after that, it was basically, okay, let's see if we can structure, you know, a better diet. Let's try to add carbs in, but let's watch how many carbs we're intaking. So I got one of those uh, apps that tell you about, you know, you know, when you can put in what you eat and they let you know you got to have this many carbs, this many this, this many that. Uh, so I did that. And actually, I got to the point now, I don't even use that. I think it's like called My Fitness app or something like that. But that was a big help for me. So that worked. So, I, you know, as this goes on, you know, let's, let's cut back on this. Let's cut back on that. But I will actually, you know, as the process would happen, I would have cheat days. Well, I'm going to say cheat days. I would say cheat meals because I didn't want to do a whole day. So, you know, the first day, the first time I have a cheat meal was maybe like, Oh, if I drop this much weight, I have a, you know, give, give me a slice of pizza from somewhere or I'll go to have a some from Chick-fil-A, you know. And the funny thing about Chick-fil-A was I the most of the time when I got some from Chick-fil-A, it was uh, the little wrap, wrap sandwich they have. They were chicken wrap. I can't think of what it's called right now. I think it's like, it's like a grilled chicken wrap, whatever. That's what I would get. I felt like that was a treat for me. <laughs> And then, you know, we, we got a little bit better. You know, okay, let me get nuggets. You know, I don't have too many cheap meals no more. But I still, you know, if I want something, I'm going to have it. But last year, I was really nervous of that. I don't know why. I was just, you know, oh, I don't want to eat this. You know, I don't want to fall back into my old things. But, you know, even now, I'm still learning about, oh, I, you know, it's fine if I have this and fine if I have that. And learning about how your weight goes up and down, you know, with water and especially with like salt and stuff like that and what you know holding water weight all this stuff because i was addicted to jumping on the scale because i got addicted to seeing the numbers go down and i'm pretty sure this will lead into with the second thing that happened with me so we're doing good. December comes around. I think I had one of my doctor's uh, visits and we just talking. and he just telling me, you know, I'm doing a great job. Uh, you know, just, you know, make sure, you know, if you have any issues, just talk to me. You know, if you've got any problems, just send me a message. And that's the one thing I like. My primary doctor is very open to, you know, I can get in contact with him if I'm having any issues. So January, 2023, and this is two things that happened because I had to look and make sure I wanted to get the dates right. So the first thing in January is I'm having issues with my urine. Like I'm having a weak stream. Mm, what, the fuck is, what the fuck is up with that? You know, I noticed it one night. The next morning, I noticed it again. I immediately contact my doctor. So basically, you know, he told me to come in that day. I had to leave work. And basically, this is where the ball started to get rolling with uh, the whole finding out I had cancer. But before we get there, now I've taken off the test as far as uh, the urine and blood. As this is happening, I pass out going to work one morning in the subway, in the tra- you know, going to work on the train, actually. And being in, you know, just being in NYC and knowing how people are, thank God I had nobody in run my pockets. Uh, people actually cared enough to call an ambulance for me and, you know, get me off the train and get me somewhere where I can sit. Because when I'm, when I'm waking up, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Everybody's just like around me and I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I didn't know what happened. 
So what I do know is that when I passed out, I was passed out for about three minutes. And during all this shit, now I just had the stroke. Now this happening, I'm just scared. It gets scary and scary. You're like, what the fuck? So, you know, I don't know what that was, but then we had to go through this whole pro- I think this is probably I'll say my second worst process as far as doctors, as far as, you know, finding out what the issue was. Cause I had to go to this doctor, that doctor, a heart doctor, all these doctors. And basically the doctors come to a realization of, bro, you're not getting enough calories. Uh, this, this, whatever diet you're doing, whatever, how you doing it, you're doing it wrong. Okay. <sighs> So this is another thing. But during that time of going to the heart doctor, going to uh, head doctors, you know, them checking my brain, I'm like, oh, my God, this is I'm like, what is going on? Like, I just went through a stroke. And now you're telling me I'm passing out like, bro. It was just too much at the time because I was already worried about what was going on while I was on urine and they gave me some medicine during this time that as they're trying to find out everything was going over my, while, while my urine is weak, they gave me some medicine. They'll make me flow better. Basically, I guess it just loosens up your bladder muscles. So you just can, you know, I, I could piss normal, uh, and do what I needed to do. So I'm taking this medicine and now we're in the process of finding out what's going on. Why did I pass out? Now, as we're still trying to find this out, we get the reports back. From the urine saying, oh, well, we want you to go have a biopsy. Huh? What? Oh, was the, maybe it was an MRI first. I'm not sure. I don't know if it was an MRI or a biopsy first. It was one of those. I can't remember. But I had to, get, I had to have both of those. <sighs> okay. What the fuck is going on? Like, what the fuck is really happening? <sighs> so we go through this process of all this. And this is like. The crazy thing about this was I don't think we really found out what was going on maybe until like the end of March. Not not the end of March, the beginning of March. Or it's maybe the end of February or the beginning of March is when we found out, well, you have cancer. So I passed out. So no, I have a stroke. I pass out. Now you're telling me I got cancer. Like it was a lot for me to take at that point. Like I was not mentally in a good place. The only time I was in a good place is when I got behind this microphone, when I was either uh, recording with Shahid or recording with somebody else. This is when I felt, you know, I felt normal. I felt good. And for that three hours or hour, whoever I was on with, that made me feel comfortable. That made me feel good. And, you know, I think the number one thing is first, maybe I should say this. If you're a man, uh, especially a black man out there, you know, if you go to the doctor, just tell him, hey, can you can can you check my PSA? Like, because now this is me finding out the history of all this after that fact I find out I had cancer. Like they're telling me I got cancer. And then I'm like talking to my dad and he like. Well, yeah, you know I had. No, no, I didn't know. I know something happened, but you never went to detail what the issue was. So it's not no knock on him. I just understand, you know, I should have been more what's going on. But I talked to my uncle, and I'm like, men on our side 
and my family have just basically died from it because they knew they had it and just ignored it, like, you know, whatever. Or, you know, they found out too late. Luckily for me, we found out super early. Um, I think I was super thankful for that, that I was in tune because I think if I didn't have that stroke, I might would have ignored it. I don't know because I just, my mindset on doctors was just weird at that time. And it's stupid now thinking about it. But you know, it, you know, what, what, I don't know. It, yeah, it, just, it, it was just stupid. That was a stupid way of thinking. Um, luckily, uh, you know, now when we get through the, after the process of finding out I have cancer, this is where it kind of the ending of finding out, you know, yeah, you just need to eat better. You need to do better with your diet. You need to make sure you're getting what you need to get in because your body is not going to function with a, a lot of calories. Need to have your, you know, you, you know, your daily calories. You need to have that. Um, and like now, I think I'm kind of cool with it. You know, I think because I was starting, uh, I want to say I was in the midst of doing um, intermediate fasting. And I'm still doing it now. I just, you know, just eat a little bit more and do what I need to do because I'm never going back to 336. Lord willing, I'm never going back to that because I like I'm just living a better lifestyle. I feel better. I mean, good Lord, y'all see me sometimes on Twitter. <laughs> My clothes feeling better. Like, I just feel better. And if I can do it, anybody can do it, seriously, because I wasn't active. I didn't want to do nothing. And now it's just like, no, I want to do stuff. I'm active. Like, it feel, it's just a better lifestyle, you know. I understand, you know. The doubt. And that's what I had because when I initially told me, I was just like, you know, I'm going to lose this much while because I can't lose, you know, I can't lose that much weight. I didn't never think I'd lose 120 plus pounds. I never thought that. I never thought I could do that. But when you start seeing like how much 10 pounds is and how much 20 pounds is, you get addictive. You get addicted to see that and you start liking it and you start seeing the results and it's. It's a good feeling because I know I did it. But now, so we passed, you know, the stroke. We're past the passing out thing. And I just want to stress, three minutes, I could not wrap my head around that because, like, who the fuck? I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Like, I just didn't know what was going on. Like, three minutes is just crazy to me. Um. And a lot of them, I'll never know this lady name. I think I saw her one day after. No, I did see her one day after it uh, occurred, maybe like a couple of weeks later. And she asked me, you know, how you doing? I said, I'm doing good, you know, or whatever, passing. And I just told her, thank you. You know, I really appreciate you, you know, being there. Because I think she was like spearheading. Hey, get him over here. Somebody call an ambulance. She was really, and she sat there with me. Um as I was waiting for the ambulance, cause people called the cops down and they were waiting with me and stuff and asking me, you know, all these crazy questions, you hear any drugs? I'm like, nah, you hear anything to drink? No, man, I'm going to work. Like chill out with all these silly ass questions, but you know, I get it. Um, so the day we, I'm going to find out the results of what's going on with my piss and, you know, urine and stuff like that. I'm just freaking out. I think I had a panic attack, but I've been, I think I've been having like panic attacks since the stroke. Like sometimes I don't like being by myself for whatever reason. 
I don't I don't know. I just always freaking out like something gonna happen or whatever, but you know, I'm in a doctor, they like uh, you know, I'm just I'm just shaking. I'm just like, cause I don't know what he gonna say and it's just a scary time for me because I wasn't ready to hear that. So he comes in and you know how you can get a vibe is bad news, the way he's like well, um, Mr. Jones, and I'm just like, oh, shit. So once he tell me, you know, we have detected cancer, I break down. I just break down. So whatever else he said after that, I don't know. But then I know he stops, and he said, I'll wait till you get yourself together. So, you know, eventually I get myself together. Um... And he tells me basically, you know, we spotted it, in, you know, in your prostate, and this, you know, in certain many places. But we have uh, different ways we can handle this. He said, one, uh, being that it's very minimum, it's there, but it's minimum. We can just keep an eye out on it because it hasn't left your prostate. So we could just monitor it. I'm like. In my head, I'm like, no, we're not doing that. You know, in my head, I haven't said anything. I'm just listening to him talk. And then he's like, okay, second, we can, you know, we can do the surgery. Um, you know, it'll be a robotic surgery. That means it'll be a minimum scarring and faster healing time. So I'm listening to that. And then the third one, he was like, I forgot what he said the third one was, but he said that was four more aggressive uh stages of the cancer and he said you would i don't think we, we don't need to go that that route so it would either be one or two so you know in my head i'm like i'm not monitoring this because i don't want it to spread that's the already one thing but you know you go home you you know you think about it, you talk to but he did already say but well, here's the doctor if you go with the surgery that i'll refer you to so by the time I get home that night, it's, you know, me and my wife, we discuss it and we talk about it. And uh, it was just basically, we're going to have the surgery. We're going to have the surgery. I have to have the surgery because I don't want it to, I don't want to monitor something that could easily just start traveling throughout my body. That was my biggest fear. Um, so, you know, as this, you know, we tell them we're doing the surgery, as we, you know, trying to get a you know time for the surgery, I think we get it um, for some, you know, early May. And I'm just super calm. I'm like, hey, I'll, you know, if we're waiting all the way to May for the surgery, am I going to be okay? Like, is, not, is it going to spread? Like, I don't want to, you know, he's like, it doesn't work that way. Like, it, it, it is not going to work that way. You'll be fine if we wait till May. So I'm like, okay. Um, so we set it up for May, but just getting there was hard. Like, just... Sitting with that and knowing you have cancer was just, it was hard because there were days where I would just shut down. I was depressed. Days I just wouldn't go to work. Um, didn't have to explain to your friends and your families what's going on. It's kind of like, because you don't really know. All you know is that you have cancer. So you have to express that to them. And it's just like, bro, I don't know what, to, like, I don't know what to tell you. And then I'm doing my research about the cancer and, you know, the, you know, the surgery and, you know, basically, like, what's the process, what's the healing, what are the side effects. 
And all I kept hearing initially was, you're too young to be having this. I'm like, huh? Like, you know what I mean? I, I didn't understand what they meant. But they kept saying, it may work out for you on the, you know, the healing end after the surgery. Now I understand what they're saying. But then I didn't. Um, so, you know, the more research I did, I think the more freaking out I was doing. Because I'm like, what if this What if this happened? What if that happened? And one of my fears was just shutting my eyes, you know, and having surgery. Because what if I don't wake up? I don't know why that was one of my biggest fears. But it just was. And sometimes I would just sit there and think about it and cry. For whatever fucking reason. I don't know. Maybe it's kind of getting old. I'm just emotional. I don't know. I don't know. I just didn't know. Like, I think one night I was just like sitting there at like just trying to figure this out. Like, God, why you just got me through a stroke, right? Like, why are you passing out now? It's cancer. Like, I can't, I can't do this. Like, I can't do that. What, what more? What more? I can't handle all this mentally. I'm just not. I can't take this. I can't take this. But again, you know, God ain't gonna give you, you know, no more than you can handle. And I just had to, you know, get my shit together and just try to work through it. Like I said, you know, getting behind the microphone, having the podcast, have you know, just this is some good distraction, I'll say. This is a good distraction because Tuesdays and Wednesdays or whenever me and Shahid recorded was just great for me because I could just laugh and joke. And I know I do that a lot of times, you know, on a podcast or you hear me on somebody else. I like to, you know, have a good time, keep it light or whatever. Or, you know, whatever I'm talking about wrestling, whatever it may be. But then it's just like away from that, I was not in a good place. I wasn't smiling. I wasn't laughing. It was just like I need to. Yeah, we need to come on this. These days need to roll past. I need to get to this surgery because I was just scared. And the process is just like aggravating because now before I can have the surgery, I have to go back to every doctor to get an okay that he can have the surgery. So I had to go to my neurologist from passing out. Then I had to go to the cardiologist that she sent me to for passing out. And then I had to get the okay from them. And it was just like, uh, it was just like, uh, the process was crazy. Not to mention going through your work. You know, the work wasn't bad, but it was just like, you know, I got to put in some short-term disability. Doing the paperwork and them, you know, their process of doing it is just kind of weird. And it's like, I ain't got time to be dealing with y'all when I got to, you know, deal with this. Like, let's hurry up. Okay, here go my paperwork. I'm done with that. And it was just, it was a lot for me to handle. So, you know, we get to the day of surgery and I'm just by that point, I ain't even I'm on autopilot. I'm not even thinking no more. It's okay, uh-huh. Like I can vaguely remember the day. I remember getting there and then we had to file fill out paperwork before we went. I was like, I'm tired of paperwork. That was just my biggest thing. You gave me, I can even remember. I wanted to be barely signing my name. I was just like, oh, you need to sign this. I just put JJ. I just put this big J and a big J. Because I was like, no, I'm not going to be doing all this. This is just, this is insane. So we get in the room and they strapping my arm down. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, before we get to the uh, actual room, if you didn't know, 
something else to add on. Another doctor comes in, not the doctor that's supposed to be doing my prostate, but basically another doctor to tell me, yeah, you know, when we were taking pictures, we noticed that you had two hernias. So before they can take care of the prostate, we have to do your hernias. I'm like, okay. So he touched me where he, you know, where they saw him and he said, does that hurt? I said, no, it don't hurt. I said, it's supposed to. He said, uh, they should. I don't, he said, it should, but if it's not hurting, it's not a problem. But we still have to take care of them because we have to take care of these hernias before they can do the prostate because if we don't, it's going to be issues, you know, with everything else. I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm like, wow. I couldn't tell nobody that because I'm back in the room and they telling me it's like right before I'm supposed to have surgery. I'm like, uh, okay. So, you know, they give me the anesthesia and I'm just like, I'm out. The anesthesia worked fast because I woke up. I guess I was in recovery. And I remember just being like, where am I? And what's going on? I had to, it took me a minute to adjust to what was going on. And, uh, I just think that was a crazy time because, you know, one minute you land down flat listening to him talk to you, and then you back up and you recovery. And, you know, it felt like you for a couple of minutes, but you out for a couple of hours. So, you know, just dealing with that. And now, so we've had the surgery. They come in, they tell me, Mr. Jones, everything looks fine. From what we can tell, everything was still contained in the prostate. But once we have the pathology, we'll know more and, you know, we can tell you that. So, you know, uh, now it's just point of healing. It's just healing now. But in the process of healing, you realize the biggest, uh, one of the things I, 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 oh, I hated but had to hear, well, you're going to have to have a catheter in your penis for seven days and we'll take it out afterwards. Huh? I gotta have what? So I wake up with this. I knew it was there. God, I knew it was there. And I know why I was there, right? But just let me tell you, that thing is the, that thing was just, oh, I was glad when those seven days was up. It's aggravating. It's annoying. It is, it's just annoying because they are, uh, the day I left the hospital, they gave me the uh, bags. Now, you have a small bag where you could just wear on the side of your thigh or whatever. You know, ain't nobody will know because you could pull up some your pants. Nobody will never know you have it on or whatever. And then you had the big super duper the bag. Basically, the big bag that they give you is supposed to be for night when you sleep. So when you sleep and you don't have to drain it. But if you get on that small thigh one, you have to drain that thing like probably after every two hours. So it's kind of like. Uh, if you can be out for a while, you don't want to wear that. You really don't even want to go out. So, you know, I learned that. Um, I think that was the worst time of, you know, my process of healing. Because then, you know, it took about four to six weeks for me to feel somewhat normal. And I'm not even normal now because the one thing about it was my, my energy level is not back. I'll get to that, but my energy level is not back, and I'm already back at work. I just started back work last Thursday, so and I took today off because like I can't do it today. I was just exhausted. Um, 
that catheter was just, ugh. I hated it. I hated it. What more, more than hating it, the day I got it out. So I'm in there with the nurse and, uh, no, excuse me, it was a doctor. And she told me, you know, we're about to take it out. This is what's going to happen, whatever. And I'm like, is it going to hurt? She said, no, it's not going to hurt. And then she told me, count to three. When I say three, I'm going to take it out. I said, okay, one, two, three. When I say she yanked, <laughs> she yanked that damn thing out. My, Oh, my God. I just, I screamed. I screamed. And then she's like, oh, it wasn't that bad. I said, like, no, you lied to me. You told me it won't go hurt. Well, if I told you it was going to hurt, you would have been tensing up and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, uh-huh, yeah, you still lied to me. I ain't want to hit nut. I was done with her. So, you know. Then, you know, with this whole thing of, you know, they tell me, oh, well, you know, you're going to have to uh, wear this and wear that. Oh, okay. All right. I'll wear that when I come in. And, you know, you got to do go through this whole process before they let you go. Because if... You don't if you're not urine if you're not gonna urine by yourself without the catheter, I think they were supposed to put it back in if you you know if you can't do it. So basically, you know, you gotta drink so many cups of water and you gotta uh, urine three times because I guess being that the catheter was in you and your bladder, everything is just weak. So your stuff gotta build back up. So, you know, I was always worried because I was like always seeing videos, oh, you gotta wear uh, adult depends, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, So I go through the process of, of, of wearing these things, realizing that after a while, man, I got control of my bladder. I don't understand. You know, you may still have a leakage there, but that's the thing that's, you know, you, it's going to take time for itself to work out. And luckily for me, I am not having that much leakage anymore. It's pretty much almost getting better. I don't want to say I don't. You know, sometimes I may have a, you know, uh, uh, here, there, spurt, or whatever you want to call it, but uh, you know that's why they say you know you wear these little pad men pads that you put right there, you know, for people who are going through this. But my biggest thing was the erection thing. They was like, oh, you know, A, B, C, and D. I'm not gonna go into details with all that, but thank God my erection came back. That's all I was worried about. Like, <laughs> I wanted my dick to be able to get hard, and so we're good there. But you know, mentally before all this stuff, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm like, is it going to work again? Like, what's going on? All I knew is I didn't want to have cancer. Like, I wanted the cancer to be gone. Because, when I, you know, I just, you know, it, it was always, cancer was always one of those things that was around me, but never hit me like that. So it may be like a friend, but it never got, I mean, when it hit me, I'm say close, like hit me personally. As me having cancer I never thought You know It could happen to me But Yeah Yeah And I just think Mentally at that time I was thankful enough Going through all this Like going through all this For having good friends A family You know A a, a super duper strong wife Cause I know I was probably A handful around that time And I know it was probably Tougher on her Than it probably was me because she's seeing me in a place that she never seen me before. Because I was down bad. I was down bad. And, you know, 
I don't know. I got myself out of it through love. You know, when you go through when you're going through stuff, I think like the way that I was going through stuff, you kind of see who's really there for you. And it opened my eyes a lot about especially, you know, people, you know, so-called friends, whatever, whatever. Because, you know, a simple phone call, a simple text, people keeping in contact with you means a lot. So I will say this. If, you know, you got friends and family out there going through something small that you may think, you know, you may think it's small, but to them it may be big or you never know, whatever they're going through, it don't hurt to text and call. Just to say, what's up? How you doing? How things are going? It means a lot. Because a lot of that shit meant a lot to me. And like, some of y'all know, I don't want to name names because I know I'm going to forget names if I start naming names, but you know who you are. I'll probably text it to you. Appreciate you checking out on me and stuff like that. But this, 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 this 2022 to 2023 has been like rough. And I, I and you know, just recently, we got my first six-week blood reports, and it says, you know, no cancer detected. Like, the smile on my face, you, you're like, I was just happy because I felt like I made it through the other side. Nothing else mattered that moment when he, they told me no cancer was detected. And I know I got to do it again. You know, with this, you have to do it again, uh, I believe, every three months, then every six months, then it's like every year. So, you know. I'm always going to have that fear going to take this, but just for right now, I'm just going to smile. I'm just going to smile because I'm blessed and I'm thankful for my friends, family, and just, you know, the process of going through this stuff. I think it's made me a stronger person. It made me be a type of person to see that, you know, while you're going through stuff like this, it's better to not dwell on the negative, because I think I was doing that a lot, going through the process of even everything from the stroke. I was thinking, of, oh, you know, what if I never get strong on my left side? Or blah blah. Oh, what was me? And then at a certain point during that, I was like, you know what? No, I'm just gonna work my ass off. I'm gonna get in the gym, and I'm gonna try to make you know, I'm gonna get stronger. I'm gonna make my left side stronger. I'm gonna make it better. And I and I still continue to do that because I want to feel like it's hundred percent. But I know sometimes, like, hey, my left arm tired. I can't. I can't do no more. You know, I can't lift no more weights on my left side. Let me just chill out because I don't want to overdo it and I don't want to cause you know any more damage. Passing out, like I think the passing out thing would freak me out more because it's just that three minutes. Like, I don't know where that three. I don't know. You know, three minutes of your life is gone. and it, it's kind of still weird because I know where I was. I was standing. Three stops away from work. And I blacked out. I just passed out. And, you know, everybody, you know, let's get them off the train. You know, and I'm just like, what, what is happening right now? Am I dreaming? What's going on? So that day still kind of like shaking me up a little bit. Then just hearing cancer was just, it's just so devastating. But I was just like, because, you know, truthfully, when he told me I had cancer, I thought I was a death sentence. Like I didn't you know I didn't think about how far was the cancer. I didn't think about just a doctor telling you you have cancer. Just I broke me, and it was some scary, scary. It was scary days for me because I just didn't know. And then thinking about having surgery, you know, you see people go to surgery and don't wake up, or heart attack and surgery, a stroke and surgery, and I'm just like, oh, bro, what's going? No, I don't surgery. What? 
And then I'm thinking about, well, what if I got to have chemo and all that? I'm just thinking of all these scenarios, hyping myself up, not realizing, like, just relax. Because I had some, listen, one thing, I had some great doctors. To this day, they still text me and ask me, am I okay? You know, the doctor that did the surgery for the cancer, you know, are you okay? Uh, You know, you have any questions? They gave me a team of doctors that's on his team that I can just text in a group chat, basically. If I'm going through some issues or I have any questions, I just put the question in there and somebody respond quickly, super quickly to me. And, you know, and I appreciate that. You know, I appreciate it. Like, because, you know, you can have a surgeon and, you know, the person that did the surgery is like, whatever, you know, all right, I got my money or whatever. But I don't know. It meant a lot that they just keep in contact with me and also that. They made me feel comfortable with having this surgery. Like I know I'm like like I said I'm super young to have this surgery. That was the biggest thing. Is like you 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 seem too young to be having this. Does it run in your family? And then, you know as I'm learning about my family, I'm like you know maybe like I said I should have investigated more about what was going on on my 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 dad's side of the family because that's where it's at. And finding out about it, you know, learning more about it, and learning about people who just was like, nah, I'm not having no surgery, whatever. You know, you. Just, it is what it is you know i can't speak for them because i don't know what they were thinking at the time and i think probably maybe because technology is so different now because robotic surgery is something that's you know new right now i guess not new right now but it's sort of new right now because usually it's like you know somebody about a hand cutting you and i guess this is like i said a quicker healing process and minimum scars because pretty much Looking right now, other than maybe two scars, you wouldn't even know I had a surgery. And I think these will be hit. You know, these would probably go away with time if I keep, you know, taking care of them and stuff like that. But you couldn't tell if I had a surgery unless I tell you, hey, this is what happened or whatever. Or, you know, if I go into explanation, but you would never know. Um, it, Like I said, I think I want to talk about this because I probably won't talk about this again like this all of this stuff is just it's been draining on me like they're just the process of going through everything and then explaining to everybody you know a b c and d and i'm just like i gotta tell this person it was really rough for me trying to explain to my mother because you know she was trying to understand what was going on all she knew all she heard was her son had cancer that's all she can you know that's all she could hear she wasn't hearing anything else. And I can't knock her for that, but I had to explain to her the process of what I was going through and what the doctor said. And then trying to get information from my dad because, you know, he went through the same thing and I just never asked. I never thought about, I remember the year I think that it happened. And I think I got some other information. I didn't get to hear uh, prostate cancer, but you know, it was just like weird. And I was like, you didn't tell me you had prostate cancer. Y'all thought I told you. I'm like, no, nah, you didn't tell me that. But anyway, that's a whole other subject. But I, like I said, this is probably be just be the last time I ever talk about any of this stuff ever again, unless, especially on behind a microphone, because it's, like I said, man, I went through it. I think it's made me stronger. I think it's made me more, you know, just, I don't want to say it made me a better person, but I think it changed a lot of aspects about myself that this for the better right now. And 
you know, if anybody got any questions about anything, you can all just hit me on Twitter, hit the DM, and I'll, you know, I could talk to you outside of, you know, but on the microphone, I don't think I'm going to talk about it too much no more. Um, and this is just basically me being open to y'all because this is kind of like my open diary. I mean, I don't write stuff down. I don't have a diary, but this is when I get behind the microphone, this is especially by myself, this is where I can talk openly to you guys and stuff like that. So, my number one thing is, guys, if you, you know, going through anything, especially medically, uh, you're not feeling right, don't just go to the doctor. Men, black men, do not ask your doctor. I'm telling you this. If you don't know what a PSA is and the doctor doesn't give it to you, say, when you do that urine test, say, just tell them, hey, you know, when they you take a urine in your blood, when you go to the doctor, just say, hey, can you check for PSA? Can you check my PSA as well? Just tell them, just check my PSA as well. I want to know. Because if you see it rise of rise above 4.0, there may be some issues going on that you want to look into further. Because that's that once it go past 4.0, that's when they say it is probably it is it's it's likely that there might be prostate cancer or maybe just the enlarged prostate. One of the, I don't know, one of the two, but prostate cancer is where they start looking into. And buddy, let me tell you, when they tell you that it's a process. It is a process of going through all these, you know, other uh, biopsies and MRI, and there's just a lot of shit you got to go through. Um, and I got to admit, I was just tired. I remember, too. I was just like, I'm tired of going to the doctor. I was just super tired of going to the doctor because from February to that week of May, before I had my surgery, I think I had my surgery May 9th, I think I had my surgery. I was going to the doctor for whatever reason, whatever was, you know, me checking on, you know, why did I pass out? And then going to the doctor, you know, getting this stuff set up to my surgeries, biopsies, MRI. It was like I was always in the doctor each week and I was just tired. But like I was saying, men, get that PSA check, get that PSA check. Cause it could be a lifesaver. Luckily I didn't ignore signs that told me you need to see what's going on. Luckily we caught it early. I guess the early stages. Um, luckily I'm still here uh, through everything. I'm just saying I'm, I'm glad I'm still here. Luckily I don't have cancer. The cancer is gone. And you know, I'm blessed right now. Um, yeah, this is just basically me just, you know, letting y'all know what was up. It was with trying, trying, trying 2022 to 2023. But we in June right now, and I'm feeling good. I'm smiling a lot more. Things make me happy. I'm just smiling just to be here. That's, 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 that's the number one thing. I'm here. I ain't got no reason to frown my face. I got no reason to be upset. Like I said, the only the only drawback I'm having right now is basically my energy level is low. Uh, like right now, probably about to take a nap because I think me and she gonna be recording later, so I definitely gonna need a nap. Um, and they say that I'll get better with time. It may be next month. It may be three months from now. It may be a year from now. But your energy will come back. So I try not to get too discouraged about that. And, you know, as far as, you know, the uh, 
the the uh, the leakage or there was an inco- inconsistency, whatever they call it for uh, when you leaking or whatever. That's pretty much done. I just wear the pad right now just out of habit because I'm not I'm always shaking. But I think in about a month or two, I'm just gonna just stop wearing the pads too. I think I'm good there. So. Yeah, I'm lucky because I just see a lot of these uh, videos of people say, oh, I had to do this. I had to do that. Oh, it's the worst. And I'm just like, all right. Everything I've gone through, it seemed like I haven't had the worst of it. So I'm just blessed. Um, If you made it this far in this episode, I appreciate you. I appreciate you listening. If you ever send a text message, if you ever made a call, if you were just ever there for me personally, phone call, whatever it may be, I love you and I appreciate you. Um, yeah, man, I'm here. I'm stronger. So I'm going to sign off. Until next time, y'all stay safe. Peace.